the mic and, and quote it, and then uh, no pressure. Of course. You good? Okay. <laughs> Real quick, most of you know it has not been a good year for me. It's been a very, very tough year, but I have never felt closer to God than I have in this year. Amen. And I could not have done it without the unity that we have in this church and the unity that I've drawn from the friends and the family that we've made. So it's really given me strength. I have grown together through unity with God. And yes, I have my scripture memorized, and it really means so much to me. But um, the prayer that Jesus prayed for me and for you and for all of us is so heartwarming for me. But um, Jesus said, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that they all may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as you are one. May they also be in us, so that the world will believe that you have sent me, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to complete unity. And then the world will know that you have sent me, and you have loved them even as you have loved me. John 17, 20-23. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Our prayer this year and our theme has been together, unified in purpose and in life. Uh, and this verse, or these verses kind of uh, speak to that. And what the, what the scripture says, what Jesus prayed is that you would be one and then the world would believe that I am the Savior who has come from the Father. And so I wanted to pray. I know Byron's already prayed, but I wanted to pray again for the world. And then I have just a short word of challenge uh, at the end this morning, but I also want to just pray for our Gideons and uh, for the Word of God that the, says will never return void, but will accomplish that for which God has sent it. And so let's pray. Father, we uh, join our hearts together today. Uh, and Father, I pray that as you, reunite, you re unite us and the worldwide body of Christ, uh, that, Father, they would see our unity and they would know that Jesus is the only way and the truth. And uh, so, Father, we pray more than anything today that your gospel would go into all the world and that all would hear. Father, whether it's uh, our team that will be leaving in another week uh, to go to the rainforest of West Africa or whether it's across the street in Huntington, I pray that we would be faithful to go and to share and that we, as we share that, as Brother Gaylord has already said, that your spirit would do his work in drawing people to you. And so, Father, we pray for your gospel to go into all the world. Father, my heart also prays, as Byron has already prayed, for the persecuted church today, uh, that Father meets in many dark places today uh, without the freedom that we have to worship here and so I pray for strength for them and I pray for strength for the American church that we would stand to proclaim the gospel boldly uh, and father I pray that as the world comes to know Christ that then you would bring peace not only to our hearts but you would be bring peace among nations and so father we pray uh, that you would be at work 
And we commit ourselves, Father, this week uh, to pray uh, for our world. And, Father, we know that uh, your vision is greater than just any one people or any one nation or any one town. Uh, but you gave your only son that the world might believe. And so, Father, we pray for that today, that your redemptive purposes would be carried out. And we prayed in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. This uh, year, 2017, we have not only committed uh, to be together, unified in purpose and in life, uh, but we've also taken each of the 12 marks of the disciple as we have in our church and we've assigned them to a month and as you know the month of January has been uh, the mark devoted to prayer we've asked you these five Sundays to start with ourselves the second Sunday to pray for our church and then to pray for the Huntington community to pray for our nation and this fifth Sunday and this week that we would pray for our world and what God wants to do even outside our country so we encourage you to do that, you can be looking forward to next week. There's going to be a new mark in February. Uh, I sense as a pastor uh, that God is moving. And uh, I thought of the phrase that Jim Cimbala used, fresh wind, fresh fire. And I think there is something that God is doing new in our midst and um, and I think it started as we started saying God draws together, unifies in purpose and in life. And obviously God has much to do in our lives. Uh, but I would encourage you that you would pray uh, for yourself and for our church and what God wants to do. And that this year we would see God work in a powerful way. We're so blessed by the baptisms today and always blesses my heart and uh, we pray for others to come and to walk with us in this journey of following Christ and that we might see him do all that he wants to do in our lives uh, I just want to give you a short challenge and read a scripture this morning uh, there's a flow to the Christian life and there's a flow of what God wants to do in our church's life and it's captured in our little slogan that says, Together, gather, grow, go. We believe we need to gather together first, then we grow together, and then we go together. I've used certain imagery on the... And we've, we've covered that in these five Sundays. We had the Lord's Supper and began that process the first Sunday of January, and then we talked about together, and then we've... We've done gather and we've done grow. And this morning, the one word, Brother Mitchell, is go. Yeah, I've been talking to Mitchell all week. It's, that's what's what I'm going to talk about Sunday morning, go. Uh, gathering, I said, was like a family reunion where the whole big family comes. We celebrate together the commonality that we have in Christ. And last Sunday, we talked about growing together, that it's, it's almost like a, a family dinner table that you... Not the large family, but a smaller part of that family gathers together in an intimate way and eats together. We nourish ourselves on God's Word. Um, and we, we, we draw nourishment from that. The flow of our lives and church life is not complete, though, until we go. 
till we take the nourishment that's been given to us and we go out and we exercise and we work. And the simple truth I want to share with you, and I'm going to read Scripture and I'm going to be almost finished, uh, is this simple truth that God pours His life into you that you might pour into others. That's it. God pours His life into you that you might pour into others. The scripture that I want to read is in Matthew chapter 9 and it starts at the end of 9 and then goes through 10. And it says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Jesus went out and he was teaching, preaching, and healing. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. God looked at people. Jesus did. That was his focus. He looked at the multitudes. He's looked at the multitudes. And then in verse 37 it says, Then he said to his disciples. So the picture I get is he looks from the crowds. And he looks to the disciples, his followers, and he said, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. He looked at the multitudes, and then he looked to the disciples, and he said, God needs laborers. He needs those who work. These... This statement is halfway through Jesus, three years with the disciples. And he called them to himself to be in relationship with him. And they watched him do ministry. But there's a flip that's about to happen in between these two chapters. And all of a sudden Jesus says, you've seen me going and doing and working and teaching and healing and casting out demons. It's your turn. Now you go and do the same. And so it says in chapter 10 and when he had called his 12 disciples to him he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease now the names of the 12 apostles were these first simon who is called peter and andrew his brother james the son of zebedee and john his brother philip and bartholomew thomas and matthew the tax collector james the son of alphaeus and labias whose surname was thaddeus Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot who also betrayed him. Jesus said, tag, you're it. I'm going to give you authority. And all of a sudden, the the disciples, who means one who is a follower, he called apostles. And the word apostle just means one who is sent out. Sent out. That's what he said. I'm sending you out. Then these twelve, Jesus sent out. And commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. And here's the phrase that brought me to the scripture Freely you have received, freely give. God has poured his life 
into you, it is now time for you to let that life pour into others. Our lives are not reservoirs that collect the blessings and the knowledge of God. It is a conduit that God flows through us. Yes, we gather together and we grow together. But the process, the purposes of God are not complete until we go and we take what God has poured into us and we pour it into others. We go and we let God's blessings be a conduit through our lives. I appreciate my brother uh, because the Gideons to me are a prime example of someone who says, I'm allowing God to funnel his life through my life to other people's. And so... Um, I pray that that would be your heart and that you would understand that whatever God pours into your life, He wants to use that through your life, not stop it at your life. Amen? Amen. If you would stand with me this morning. And let me pray. The altar is open this morning. Uh, for you to come, you may want to come pray for our world you may want to come, come talk to Byron or myself and maybe you have a decision in your own journey. Uh, but Father, today we, we first praise you and we thank you for the life that you have poured into us. And Father, I pray that we would allow that life then to touch the lives of others because you said the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few. So, Father, we pray that you would allow our lives to be a conduit of your life to others.